Welcome to Outrageous, creating extraordinary experiences with positively outrageous service. This is the show where we explore all the habits and real life stories of people and organizations who deliver positively outrageous service. So come join the service revolution with your hosts, Andrew Zabo and Michael Hoffman. Hello again. Here we are, ready to become outrageous with Michael Hoffman. And Andrew Zabo. Andrew, you're on the road still, aren't you, buddy? Yes, I am. So, um, uh, but you've been on the road too. You just came off the road. I'm on the road. You're, you just came off the road. You, um, we were just chatting about a very interesting organization that you were working with in Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, I was just working That's with a great big implications for positively outrageous service, right? Well, you know, everything, everything, especially when you're life on the road, we should do a podcast on life on the road. Uh, well, that would be fun. <laughs> yeah, because positively outrageous service is tremendously important, especially for those who have to live out of a suitcase. <laughs> but yeah. I, yeah, I was with an organization called Troxel, Troxel CDI, and they are an organization, a wonderful organization, the best of the best in educational um, equipment. They sell e, the, the educational tools to schools. So, for like instance, what? all the whiteboards, all the flat panels, all the movable furniture, anything the new educational process needs to be on the well, cutting we don't, edge. We don't, we don't use chalkboards anymore? <laughs> no, we use whiteboards. But now we use whiteboards that you can print. Print, yes. yeah. Yeah, you, you push a button, it prints all the notes on your whiteboard. It's incredible. The things they can do. Remember, matter of fact, we're making little Tony Starks. That's what I, I attributed to. It's, you know, the, you know the movie Iron Man where he yes, blows yeah. up the computer image is three D, and they walk inside it and they're touching and moving things. That that's real, Jack. Uh, that's tremendously real with this virtual reality things, and that's what they do. It's a wonderful organization. But I have to tell you, Andrew, this was a really important topic because they brought up something that, um, or they because I was talking with them, I, I'm doing my research. Um, you know our good buddy Tim Durkin. He's one yeah. of our favorites. We quote him a lot on this show, and uh, he's just a just a man who's tremendously connected. He 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 got me in touch with a book that I think is worthy of talking about today. The book is called "Humility Is the New Smart: Rethinking Human Excellence in the Smart Machine Age." Wow, that's, that's a long title. Yes, it is. That's a big old title. <laughs> "Humility Is the New Smart: Rethinking Human Excellence in the Smart Age." It's by Catherine Ludwig and Edward Hess. So humility that. in what sense, Michael? Well, not, not humility as in I'm humble, you know, I'm, I'm meek, I'm late, but humble in, in putting myself in the, in the second seat or the passenger seat or the co-pilot seat in the new age. And, and essentially, let me, let me read something from the book because I think it's tremendously important for positive outrageous service. Because of what they do, I was trying to ignite their passion for getting in and impacting the schools because this is our future and i'm using the idea of the smart age and this is this is something that we're going into uh in our lifetime next 10 10 to 20 years this is what the book talks about they say society is on the leading edge of a technology tsunami virtual reality robotics nanotechnology biomedical genetic and cyborg engineering will revolutionize how most of us live and work then it goes on to say technology will be able to learn as well as teach and program itself. We call this next big step the smart machine age. So we've gone through the agricultural age, we've gone through the industrial age, and now we're heading into oh, the yeah. Yeah, smart machine age. And basically a, uh, a research from Oxford University and the Bank of England indicates a high probability that technology will replace, get this, 47% of U.S. jobs 
or displace as many as 80 million U.S. workers within the next 10 to 12 years. Wow. The question is who survives and how do you survive? And what, do you, what skill sets do you need? You know, it's kind of interesting you were talking about those historical ages of the agricultural age, the industrial age, technology, and so forth. In each of those ages, there were different skill sets required. So what's, what are some of the skill sets that we need to be having in this new smart age? Yeah, and you bring up an excellent point, Andrew, and I want to drive this home, is that when we say by displaced, 80, you know, 50% of all jobs will be gone. And by the way, not, not, not just gone, not coming back. In other words, we don't need them anymore. It's kind of like people who do horseshoes and things like that. They're, they're not as prominent as they were. There's going to be a major shift. And the idea that it's not over, it's not like you know a Terminator where everything's over, we've got to fight the machines. It's basically a shift in how we, how we approach our new lifestyles because because so many things will be handled so many ways. The challenge is, are we ready for it? When you move from the agricultural age, yes, the skill sets necessary were I needed to be physically strong because I'm walking the fields. Right. I I need to understand and read the weather. When you're in the industrial age, we didn't need to know about the weather. I needed to have skill sets on how do I operate this machine. Yeah, absolutely correct. And yeah, the machines are operating. <laughs> well, I'll give, I'll give you an example. I'll give you an yeah. example. You know, the, the educational system that's being changed right now, that's, you know, we make a lot of jokes about not being able to relate to our kids and the way they do school. And the, it's because we, we have to teach them differently. They're, they're being prepared for different skill sets. Like, uh, for instance, in the industrial age, we needed a workforce that could do a job consistently and specifically. And you don't want to be wrong. You want to have... The knowledge that you needed and do it right. So in schools, we were taught to, you know, not make mistakes. Mistakes are bad. And so uh, this new thinking is that's where the learning takes place. Yes. So it's not, it's not necessarily about, you know, we, we joke about it a lot. It's not that you got the right answer. The, the process was the learning as opposed right. to did we get the answer or not. So your, your point is really is very important. And that is, what are we setting ourselves up for? What skills do we need to thrive in this new age? And the book, book suggests four. They say these are the new, what they call SMA skills. And that is critical thinking, innovative thinking, creativity, and high emotional engagement with others. Mm. Last one is very interesting. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Critical thinking, innovative thinking, creativity, high emotional engagement with others. That, that last one is the most well, back important in, back in, Going back to in, in, the, in the industrial age, we didn't want people to be innovative or creative. We needed you to follow the orders and do things exactly the way it's already been set out to do. Exactly, absolutely. And now, and we, now even more and more, especially with Positive Outrageous Service, think about it, in, in our interactions, we're asking our people more and more, our, we use the phrase all the time, own it. We want you to own the interaction, which means your critical thinking and your innovative thinking has to be at your forefront. I own the person in front of me. I own this situation. What could I do? What can I say to really have an impact on the, the interaction that I have with you? Because that leads to positive word of mouth, blah, blah, blah. Right. If so, I'm hitchhiking on a little, one, one of the points you made about you in the previous day, you had to be perfect, right? Because you want, you know, you're turning out something industrially. It always had to be the same. Actually, uh, you didn't want problems. You know, oh no, we had this problem. Actually, I think, you know, one thing we, we've talked about this before, but problems are actually an opportunity to deliver positively outrageous service. When we were in the hotel business, we actually saw problems as opportunities, 
not as, oh, something's gone wrong. Actually, it was an opportunity to turn that customer around and actually do something positively outrageous that they couldn't help but talk about us. So actually, we welcome. You can actually welcome problems for two reasons. One is you learn from it, and B, it's also an opportunity to serve the customer in an innovative, out-of-the-box, out-of-proportion, unexpected way. Right, which is our pillars. And you know, uh, it's interesting, uh, that's how our brain works as well. Our brain hangs on to the big, the bold, the out-of-the-ordinary. That's why we, we, you know, the old adage used to be, that you know, if something goes good, 10 people are gonna hear about it. If something goes bad, 250 people are gonna hear about it. Now, in, in the 2019 era, you know, it's not 250, it's 250 million are gonna hear about it pretty quick. So with social media and everything else, because we're so connected, and, and these skill sets are tremendously important. So uh, I, you know, I, love, I love bringing that up because this book just kind of validates sort of the things that we propose yeah. that you really have to not only ignite all the people in our, in our office and in our, in our companies to understand their role in the customer experience from soup to nuts, you know, and it's everybody in the link. Yeah, I yep. love your, your example that you bring up all the time is I could check into a hospital and the onboarding process is streamlined and wonderful and you've taken care of the paperwork, made it nice. The doctor could have the best bedside manner. The candy striper is delicious and so friendly and I just feel great. And then the exit paperwork money issue oh, is disaster. <laughs> And that's what we hang on to, you know? Yes, that's what you remember. You know, hitchhiking on another point, you were making about high emotional engagement, right? Is that mm. one of the four, four attributes? Yeah, let's talk about that. And, and, I, and I think that we tend to often, especially in customer service, we just look at it from the point of view, okay, it's my engagement with the customer. Mm -hmm. But uh, we have to remember that, you know, and going back to another point, you were talking about collaboration. Well, that high emotional engagement applies to also the collaboration with your teammates or the collaboration with your suppliers. Because if the suppliers aren't, you know, delivering what you need, then you can't deliver to your customers. So what about creating high emotional engagement? With, the, with your vendors and suppliers, engagement, you know, between departments, uh, high emotional engagement. How about doing that in your family? You know, it applies to everything, all relationships. Yeah, right? all relationships. And What's we value it? that. There's something special. I mean, I was going to tell you a quick little story just to, you know, I couldn't imagine a robot doing this. I mean, they put it this way. So we were at a restaurant last night, you know, we're on the road here. We went to, a, went to a Greek restaurant and we ordered the saganaki. That's the flaming cheese. You know, they take cheese, they put ouzo on it, and they light it up. Flaming cheese. Well, yeah. Well, they didn't just bring this to the table. Yeah, a robot could have done that. No, what, what did they do? They were innovative. They were collaborative. There was emotional engagement. They actually, it wasn't just the server who brought it. The server brought it out and then, but they had actually three of like the sous chefs or uh, cooks come out wow. from the kitchen and they're there at the table. So now there's four or five of them and the manager and they light it up and they go, umpa, you know, and it just intensified the experience and they created an engagement that would not be possible. Yes, you could have artificial intelligence think this out, but it wouldn't create that same, wow, oh, that was awesome. You know, and the way they went, umpa, they went three, two, one, lit it, umpa. You know, you can just imagine. So it made it a lot more fun and very memorable. Uh, you know, that, that, therefore, I'm going to, you know, next time I come back to Fort Collins, Colorado, I'll probably go to that restaurant again. Yeah. Our brains hang on to the big, the bold, you know, the out yeah. of the ordinary as far as experiences. And, you know, just to kind of wrap up, I, I, I really want to drive home what, what I got out of this book. And that is, you know, the smart age is not something to avoid. As a matter of fact, it's coming, you know, full speed ahead. It's really kind of exciting. 
It's that, you know, the, the way we experience our world is ever changing and we're getting into some really cool things. However, the skill sets that are going to be necessary uh, are also the same skill sets that create those memorable moments. You know, that critical thinking when I'm in front of somebody, that innovative thinking of handling, how can I make this out of the ordinary so that it's great for you? Uh, and, and that high collaboration, both internal and external. T. Scott Gross, our founder, you know, uh, he talks about all the time that our people are closer to it than we are. And if we were to ask them what they would do to be positively outrageous, they're going to have some pretty darn good ideas. So all the skill sets necessary to be successful in this new age, we've been promoting forever. And we want to encourage you to think that about that as well. You know, what are you doing to not only use technology as it advances and all the things that we can do, but now we are allowed because we have the time or maybe even the space to up those human experiences to help us really stand out, you know? and really make a difference in the interactions of the people that we work with. Uh, I, I also want to emphasize, Andrew, what you said is that this is not just business skills. These are people skills. You know, these are things that we need to really up with our families because they're living it. And uh, how can we bring this home as well? So those are your challenges, I think, for this week, is how can we use technology more effectively and allow that technology to help us have a greater human experience that is positively outrageous? How can they get a hold of us, Andrew, if they want us to go a little deeper? Well, they can go to PositivelyOutrageousService.com, PositivelyOutrageousService.com, and uh, or you can also uh, check out our blog, PositivelyOutrageousService.com forward slash blog. Uh, we have always interesting articles on there, and there's a list of our podcasts as well there. And we would love to, you know, we, we can come in at different levels. Uh, if you're looking at, you know, assessing, you know, what is your level of service in, you know, where, where's your Achilles heel? Uh, we have a seven-point assessment uh, or se seven areas that we assess a, a culture on because of these are habits. You have to create these, these habits of creating positive outrageous service. So, or if you want us to come in and speak, we can do that too. Both of us speak, as you've heard us for the last 15 minutes. <laughs> uh, we can talk a lot, my friend. I'll tell you yes. And uh, if you want both of us, uh, that's one of our favorite things to do. You get two different perspectives. So I'm excited. I'm excited for the smart machine age, the SMA, if you will, because it's just going to allow us to be positively outrageous. And we want you to be positively outrageous. So join us next time as we help ignite you to become positively outrageous. <laughs>